so sorry if my laughing has interrupted your uh, enjoyment of the intro music but uh <laughs> something that only made me laugh and then me laughing made woody laugh um and i couldn't it was one of those where i just couldn't stop myself so you can see how tonight's episode of fools rush is gonna go because i couldn't even get through the intro without it being chaos uh, i look forward to talking all things with the town with you and uh, we've got an intro question designed to make uh, to make the fools argue, but before all that, let's see if I can at least do this bit right today. Let's roll the titles.
I think I've calmed down now. Good evening and welcome to Monday night's FRI. Um, I hope that you've had a great weekend. I hope your week has started well and I hope you're ready to join in all the discussion and debate on what I'm sure will be another lively hour or two in the company of some of your absolute favourite fools who I can still see are, uh, are rocking up into the uh, into the lobby. Let's get them on straight away so we can get on with this uh, argument-inducing intro question. Uh, starting with the man who really thought I wasn't going to send anyone the link in time to start. Evening, Ben. Evening, Five. But you left that late today. It's the latest you've been on. It was like four minutes too, and I was like, "Come on, then." I thought you'd fallen asleep or something. Let's, let's let's just remember that was it the last episode I was putting in the chat with like ninety seconds to go. Is anyone actually coming on today? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It can be a bit like that. Um, it, but yeah, no. Do you know what? Absolutely, plus it's my first falls for a little for a, for, a, for about a week or two. Um, yeah, yes. so I've not been on from the start anyway. I think I've joined on a bit late on. But, you know, I'm quite happy to be here. I was quite looking forward to the show. I'm uh, quite looking forward to giving my point of view and hopefully a few laughs along the way. Excellent. Well, there'll certainly be laughs and we look forward to welcoming your point of view. Um, and uh, I'm looking forward to your response to the intro question, having had yeah. no time to prep for it. Let's see who else is in the lobby waiting to come on. Uh, we have a man who... After Senor Wood of the Bassetshire didn't turn up on Friday, is now second in the longest running streak uh, of Fool's appearances in 2024. Uh, good evening, Mr. Ten in a row, Ocus Road. Ooh, he's after it. He's after Woody's record. He's, he's after Woody's record. He's ten in a row. <laughs> Fools rushing, sponsored by lastminute.com. Here we and go. Isn't it amazing, mate, how um, prior to me deciding to have a spreadsheet where I would just mark off who was turning up, no one really cared. But as soon as I could start telling people how many in a row I'd done, that certain people got transfixed to get as high a number as possible. You, you know we're all very competitive, I think. <laughs> we are. You, you just put it out there and, and you reel us in, reel us in. <laughs> How many absolute footballs have you done on a row? Sorry? How many absolute footballs have you done on a row? Oh, yeah, yeah, quite a few of those. Yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't been counting. I'll ask, I'll ask Shah, see what this, she knows. I bet Claire's a little bit gutted after the weekend, isn't she? Yeah, she's Before she was a banker. Quiet. Yeah, yeah, she's been <laughs> quite quiet. <laughs> uh, how was your weekend, mate? Yeah, it's good. Um, always good as Swindon don't lose, so yes, uh, come on, yeah, yeah, it's the positive. We, so, didn't, yeah. Lose. Yeah, it's we right. didn't lose, we didn't yeah. lose, we didn't <laughs> lose. Unbeaten in one, unbeaten in one, one in a row. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, how jovial we are. of affairs, isn't it? <laughs> oh, dear. I mean, we're all coming across really jovial and happy. Um, so it only seems right to bring on someone who looks like death warmed up in the lobby, but I'm sure his personality will shine through. Evening, Kieran. Fuck off! I was not expecting me to come on there. So, so yeah, but what you can't remember, mate, is from my perspective. So everyone's like in a grey box in the lobby. So there you are with your hood up and stuff, and it's just like all doom and gloom. 
He exclusively records in hotels now, Kieran. Yeah, it sounds so dodgy. I'm fucking and I'll tell you what, that's very uh, that's very mood lighting you've got in the yeah, background. There, it is, it is, it, we're sponsored by uh, Premier Inn now. So. Next door to Heathrow Airport, and I found out I do have my passport in my bag. Oh, no. I do have work in the morning, and i got a work vehicle. That hasn't so. stopped you in the past. Uh, Just to please your current bosses. I know what you're on about. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, Alleged, allegedly, allegedly, Jib brought our way. Must be quite uh, funny today, right now. Weather must have turned. Mate, you've been um, you've been covering some miles of late, hence your lack of FRI appearances. Um, how have things been? Yeah, not too bad. Been uh, up and down the country. I'm Heathrow tonight. Stocks in on teas tomorrow. <laughs> whoever, whoever plans stuff at our company really needs to learn their geography <laughs> lessons. Because honestly, I've got to leave a site by like 12 o'clock tomorrow <laughs> to travel to do it the next day at Stockton. So yeah, get, get, get some hours. I'm just doing like a little mini League 2 tour, really, mostly. <laughs> like, like what what Swindon, <laughs> Swindon should be doing. <laughs> go, go, I'm going to go see, I'll go watch Middlesbrough or something. Go see what championship games like because i don't know what that nice. is well it's about the same price i can tell you that <laughs> it's probably i can i get a sunderland season ticket cheaper when they're in the premier league and still get a little cheaper one in the championship but i'm tempted <laughs> oh dear me dear me well i'm delighted that you're able to uh, get some premier in wi-fi and are able to join us i'm sure you're gonna have plenty to say tonight oh Karen, yes. is that the free wi-fi or the one you have to pay for your own Oh, he's on expenses. No, I, I, I just use my unlimited data on my mobile. Oh, I am paying for shit. But you know, you <laughs> never turn up, and I'm paying you for enough to get unlimited data. Ridiculous. I know it's uh, ridiculous what happens on fools these days. Well, oh. if uh, if Wait, Nick, you're paying, you're paying for Craig to strike. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. All all the trains that are late is thanks to biking Craig because <laughs> they <a> repay. <laughs> yeah. He, he's subsidising Craig whilst he doesn't work, so he just has it off. Yeah, but to be fair, he's not even Other coming on here either. Other podcasts wish this money. He's moonlighting. Rumour has it, he's got chairs and clappers. <laughs> clappers, waitress, and caviar. He's driving buses in his, in his strike time. <laughs> Do you know what? That would be class if while on strike they were driving the substitute buses just for bats. <laughs> 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 anyway, this is chaos. I have no idea what's going on now. Uh, we still have two more fools waiting in the lobby. Uh, if Nick is on one hell of a streak, then by his standards, our next man is on one hell of a streak in, in himself. I believe this is hashtag free. Evening, Gary. Gary, one down. Free in a row. And I like how Kieran gets on before me after he's not been here for months. Oh, but then again, Kieran does look like shit. So apparently he's done. <laughs> <laughs> he's always there to pick you up. <laughs> Mr. Motivator. Unlike Craig. <laughs> he's there. Ooh, hey, train bats. Uh, Gary, how was your weekend? Uh, pretty chill, to be honest. And like I said, Swindon didn't win, but didn't lose. So Yeah, we didn't uh, lose. We still didn't win on a Saturday. No, no, we still don't. We still didn't win on a Saturday. Uh, Mike's saying this is the most upbeat FRI in ages. Imagine how hyper it would be if we'd won. Uh, yes, we are. I mean, I think it was Ben when he was on a couple of uh, a couple of weeks ago said um, that 
I can't remember what game it was, but he said, I'm just taking the joy in what has been a shit season. So I think that I think we're just all high on the adrenaline of not conceding a goal and not losing. Yeah. Clean sheet FC. Oh, you imagine. If we'd won, we'd be recording it. <laughs> now, there is one... around our ears Tuesday night. Yeah. <laughs> Gentlemen, there is one more fool waiting in the background. And it is a fool who is starting his next run. I'm sure it's going to be a, a long and successful era. But uh, things have changed since he was last with us. Because Woody the coach... Is now engaged. I was probably shouldn't say no for how long it took you. I won't, I won't go into that. I won't go into that. He actually didn't ask you. He just put, he just put engaged on Facebook. And once it's on there, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> just Facebook engaged. I did that drunk. <laughs> Next, next week when it says it's complicated. <laughs> uh, <Open> <laughs> <laughs> I just wait for somebody to come flying across the room and just smack him straight in the side of the head. She's long gone. It's fine. <laughs> um, Woody, obviously massive congratulations. I suppose I could ground that as a perfectly good reason to break your, your unbeaten run of, what was it, 13 episodes to, to miss one. Did you desperately try and get back just to jump on the end of the episode? I'm not going to lie to you. No, I didn't. She proposed to me, by the way. I, I should make that clear. Um, yes, uh, you've been contractually told that yeah, you had yeah, to make yeah. it clear. Yeah, yeah you can't she, say no, can you, when she does we, it, because you're crap. Well, she's not allowed to do it until the 29th. I know. We did have a bit of fun on decision. Facebook. We did have a bit of fun on Facebook because naturally everybody thinks I proposed and we've got like loads of these comments saying Woody about time, all of this kind of stuff. And then I think Alicia's just commented today to say, by the way, it was me that proposed. Um, so, yeah. About bloody time, Alicia. Fuck yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. You've been him wait so you've bloody long. long. Yeah. In that 10 years, you've had at least two leak years. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but well, on fr- no, because that was Saturday morning. So on Friday night, um, and no, I was out, and I will, I don't, most of the lads might have been there before, but I was actually at Mario's on Friday night in Old Town, an Italian. Which I would strongly recommend. That is a really, really good Italian. Um, so yeah, I was in. I was busy enjoying enjoying that. Enough about watch... Mario. Enough about Mario. What about the food? The food was awesome, <laughs> and so was Mario. Um, and, the, um, um, and then I went to see the Bob Marley film because how was it? Yeah, it was all right. Yeah. It was all right. All right. That's his son that does it, isn't it? He's on that. Who? Bob Marley. Some place. Bob Marley. Apparently, is that Paul Marley's son. Yeah, no. I don't yeah. think that's right. No, no, no one told me. Don't right Google. Now. Is anyone watching? Yeah. Google no. that and tell me. Because someone told me that, and I was gullible enough to believe it. I don't believe that's correct, Ben. No, I think he looked way too young. He might, well, someone Google that. Who's watching? And let us know. I'm googling it now, Ben. We'll find out in thirty seconds. I was told it's, that. No, Kensley Ben Adair as Bob Marley. 
There's no, and not even as young Bob. There's, his son's not in the film. <laughs> not even as young Bob. His son's not even fucking in the film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not his son. Oh, Ben, mate. Oh, I've been lied to. I've not seen the movie. I've been lied. We know, you, we know you're gullible and you're susceptible to a lie. You believed everything Clem said. <laughs> um, Maybe it was can Clem. I, can I just him. flash that? Um, can I just flash that comment up from Mish again? Oh just yeah, no worries. Yeah, I'm just gonna take a photo of that. Right. I mean, we've already been going for 17 minutes nearly, and, and not even got to the intro question yet. Oh, I think it's 12:30 yet tonight. I can feel it. Um, so obviously, uh, Woody got engaged, and that prompted me to throw away the chocolate questions for one that would really get, uh, really get you guys talking. Uh, now, obviously, in real life, I don't necessarily expect this to be the case. However, today's intro question is: Should Woody pick one of the fools to write his best man speech and one of the fools to pick his uh, to do his stag do? Who is he picking for each job? Um, this, this, I'll save Woody till last for inspiration purposes. Um, Gary, let's start with you. Which fool is doing the best man speech and which fool is planning the stag do? I think Ned will do the speech. Okay. I think, I think he'll kill that. There'll be a few one-liners in there. I'd like that. And probably Kieran will, will do, this, do the stag do because you could end up anywhere. <laughs> Absolutely anywhere. Um, Rich is saying him and him for both. Um, ironically, I don't think anyone else is picking him for either, which is quite funny. Um, Nick, who should Woody pick for the speech and who should he let pick the stag do? I think for the speech, it's got to be Mark. It's the stuff he comes oh, out with. Good. And he can be very clever, very funny, very sarcastic. So I think he would do a really good job. And it's got to be the man viewed below me, Kieran, because as Gary said, who knows what the hell would happen. So <laughs> only one person that can do it, man. Didn't Kieran, think. who are you picking for both jobs? <clears throat> I don't know. Um, I wouldn't pick Rich for the best man speech because he'll be face down on the floor before the wedding started. So he'll be totally <laughs> past that. And, and <laughs> don't forget, <laughs> as we've proven time and time again on FRI, he cannot read and talk at the same time. <laughs> He'd be there. And Woody, <laughs> best man, me, host. <laughs> Wait for applause. Well, I've changed my best man speak. I don't know if it, it, Ben Ben's now brought himself into contention, but I think it's between Mark and it's between Mark and Craig. I think Mark he would be better at public speaking than Craig, because I've heard Craig try to tell a story. Honestly, <laughs> he fucked it up so badly. Like he's he's on your WhatsApp. As soon as you get him in front of people, he tells you a joke, and it's about ten minutes too long. Um, <laughs> so he would just he'd lose everyone. But I think Mark would be better at delivering it. So the writer Craig deliver writer Craig and Mark, but Mark has to deliver it. Um, and Stag do well. I wouldn't pick me because I'd go a bit too adventurous. We know Woody likes to go home from a stag do after the first night. So, 
I would put, <laughs> I'd probably pick Ben because he'll show you a lo good local night out. <laughs> <laughs> and he was I've been out in Cyrus Chester many times. He'll take you to Old Town, he'll take you out of the Woody's bar, and then he'll be like, Right, where's the taxi? Where's the taxi? I actually spend most of the night looking for <laughs> And then just walk off right in front of you. I <laughs> <laughs> go to Mr. Cog twice. <laughs> Dear God. Um. I'm going to say that I reckon, I think Mark's a great shout for the speech, to be fair. Um, I'm trying to think if anyone would do it better. Uh, well, Mark would do a great speech, but I actually think Wazza would do a, a good speech as well, to be fair. He would do. Uh, well. I think Wazza would be kind. But also, he's very well connected. So I'm actually going to say, let Mark do the speech and let Wazza plan the stag do, because that would be fucking chaos. What was a planned stag do would be immense. Woody's muted now saying, by the way, this isn't happening. Woody, it's only right you get to you get to have your say. I feel on the spot now. You're not far off, probably, Fife, given the what six minutes we've had to think about it. I would I would put a slight twist on it. Wazza would 100% be organising the stag do with his <laughs> connections. Um, Wazza, you got the stag do, mate. Oh, I, I, like, I like the idea of Mark writing the speech, but then I'd like Ben to read it out. I'd go off on my own tangent and it'd be about 20 minutes long. Would you support Swindon? I love Swindon because Clem was there and Lee Power and we're amazing. We're the best team in the West Country. Um we've never when we lose a game, it's not our fault. It's the other team. They're just they're just like fucking Barcelona. We just can't be too good. And anyway, Bassett, Woody, and yeah, you just fucking go off about Swindon. That's because I said you look like shit, wasn't it? I couldn't let Ned do it as much as I love the guy. I couldn't let him do it just because of the way he was after we spent that match together and we ended up in a little bit of a romantic bromance. <laughs> I the think Ned's coming to your day. wedding and saying, I don't, I object. To I, object. <laughs> I object. <laughs> oh, man. Absolute scenes. I love the fact that you've been engaged for all of like 72 hours and we've already planned half of it out for you. You do know none of the fours are getting invited to the wedding. Yeah, yeah, we well, yeah. <laughs> Not a single one of them. Not not what, you mean I can't have 12 best men? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you have what you want, Woody. This is your day. Yeah, it's all about you, mate. Don't bother up. about you. <laughs> Just as long as it's not the Saturday at three o'clock, that's fine. <laughs> The no church, worry, June, worry, July, no, ben, ben, to be fair, think about this. You are talking about the oracle of women's football. There's no way he's getting married in the football season. That's be fair, most women's football on Sunday at two o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it'll be it'll be the first weekend in July because that's the yeah um, July wedding preseason. <laughs> right, yeah. that's three thousand pounds more. I don't care. It's not in the football season. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear me! Right, let's uh, let's try and get this back on track as best as we can. Um, a draw for Swindon Town men's team, uh, a win for the women's team, and uh, a heartbreaking result, uh, although still not a loss for the academy at the weekend. Spelt uh, mixed fortunes for all of Swindon Town's teams. 
Um, let's talk about the Stockport game first. Um, ah, Kieran's laughing already. Ben, let, let's start with you. Um, good point, given the opposition, or an, yet another wasted opportunity? So I think, I, I think actually, this is genuinely the first point gained this season where we should have got absolutely battered and we got away with it. Um, I think um, we relied on our keeper, terrific goalkeeping performance. And uh, yeah, we, we came to shit house and we bloody nearly did as well. We nearly got away with the bit if uh, El Bazzari, um had uh, crossed the ball into Austin or put it away himself. Best chance of the game. But all in all, it's a isolated performance on its own. It's a decent point. Meaningless in terms of the season where we're going to finish. But um, at least it's a clean sheet, uh, which is the first one since Donny away, uh, away from home. And um, yeah, it's a decent point. Confidence builder. Uh, Nick, what was your what was your takeaway from it? Yeah, after I predicted that we would lose, like most people, yeah, um, an away point is always good, especially against top of the league. Yeah, we, we weren't much cop. <clears throat> um, like Ben said, we could have scored that opening goal, and you can see why he shot because if it had squared it and it got cleared, everybody would have been screaming at him, Elba's lady, why didn't you bloody shoot? Because you had the chance to score. <clears throat> so it, it's just probably instinct took the shot. Um, you know, it's always a 50 50. If it goes in, great. If it doesn't, you're the villain. Uh, yeah. And I'm really pleased for the keeper because he had been getting a bit of stick from certain quarters. Um, obviously, he cocked up the goal um, against MK Dons. I, th I think that was probably more his fault than, yeah. than the centre half. So, really pleased. And he pulled off some actually. Just from the clips I saw, some absolutely cracking saves. I mean, they weren't, you know, they, they were chances it should have been put away, to be fair. But he did his job. His, uh, so, yeah, pleasing to get a result on the road. And uh, at least the 400 on that went there had uh, someone to come away with a bit of a smile. So, yeah. Well done. Good. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, we will go into some of the more particulars in a minute. But, Kieran, your takeaway from the, the result on Saturday? I think we should have won. Um, Stockport entered the team that put them top of the league. I think we should have been coming away, especially with the chances we had. I don't think the performance was any good, and I don't think there's a point of suppose and not a loss is a positive. Um, but I think looking at it, looking at them as league leaders, I think they had like nine out injured. They're not the same team that put them top of the league, but they've obviously got more depth than, than we have. Um, but I also think pff, results at this point, I think. We're just playing for playing for pride at this point, and <laughs> results a point to point. But you know, the positives are clean sheet for Bycroft, which is which is good. Um, obviously, I think he's someone that's uh, will be keen to develop, and I hope he develops into a very good keeper. For once, it's a loan spot we won't need to fill. Um, yeah. Okay, Gary. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, it was a, a very pleasant and uh, unexpected point away from home. Um, clean sheet as well. I think we got battered without actually being battered. From what the stats show that we were, we were probably the going forward the less attacking team. Um, but we had a couple of chances to win it ourselves. Um, could have done, could have nicked it. And, but either way, you know, it was a good point. Like you said, so the away fans got something to cheer about and take, take something away from us. And uh, was was a was a point any good for us really in the overall grand scheme? It probably not, but hey, are we going anywhere? Not really. So, but yeah, good point. Unexpected and we'll take it. 
Um, as a one-off, Woody, uh, not not a bad point. No, I don't agree. Sorry. No? Um, the um, I think yeah, okay, we were playing top of the league, but I agree with what Kieran said. They have players out injured. And it's funny that they've got players out injured and still can get a result. When we have players out injured, we get spanked. Um, so I think for me, yeah, the, the only positive was the clean sheet. I don't think a draw is a positive. I said, you know, I said that we needed a, we needed to beat MK or Stockport to show what we're really about and whether this season's just been a little bit shit or whether we've been unlucky. Um I think that just showed the level we're at. I think it showed the level the Gunning's at. I think it showed the level the squad's at. Um, we kept a clean sheet, but that's that's not through the fault of us playing our football. It sounded like we were very defensive and just what sitting back. I think it was like sixty-nine to thirty-one percent possession against a team that had, like Kieran said, nine players out injured. We they were there for the taking. Um, I think. I think if there was any opportunity for us to beat top of the league, it would have been that that opportunity. So. I can't. I can understand why people would see it as a positive, but I always look at results as in compared to what's happened before and what's going to happen afterwards. I.e., if yeah. we lose to Tramia tomorrow, that turns into an absolutely dreadful point. Um, you know, so it's if we win Tramia tomorrow, it might be valuable. It could be valuable if we beat Mansfield on Saturday. Um, it could be valuable. You know that, but it all depends. I, I never tend to look at the game just themselves. And I'd be very, very surprised, and I'd be quite happy. But if I travelled all the way to watch a fucking nil-nil, I would not be a happy fan on the way back. I'm sorry, but it, I just wouldn't be a happy fan on the way back. Um, that's a lot of money spent. Now, I'm not saying that we didn't deserve the draw, and I'm not saying we didn't deserve. But I'm just, I'm, I can't. I'm not going to jump around the ceilings and say, "Oh, great, we drew with top of the league." I just can't. I can't see it, you know, because for me, that just sums up our season. You know, I wasn't joking around when I said that we should spank Stockport because that would be the type of Swindon thing to do. But what we did was didn't even do the Swindon thing. And we ended up drawing nil-nil. We've got a wealth of attack and we didn't score. Um, we had a wealth of attack and we only had eight shots on goal. You know, we've got all of this attacking player. We had eight shots on goal. We got supposedly strengthened our defence, yet our keeper was our best player. You know, so I think, yes, if we had won against MK Dons, or we win tomorrow and win against Mansfield, yeah, okay, that's a good point. But I think you've got to analyse just the whole game. You can't just go because they're top of the table. Let's not forget, this squad beat Mansfield when they hadn't lost at home for a year. That's something to celebrate, not drawing nil-nil with top of the league who have got nine players out injured. Yeah, no, completely. But that's me being grumpy because I fucking hate draws. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder why. Let's look at some of the uh, let's look at some of the specifics then. And uh, Nick, let, let's focus on. I mean, uh, what he said the the positive was the clean sheet. Um, the fact that obviously a lot of people talking about the goalkeeper Blake Tracy making t- team of the week as well. Um, in a season where, in particular, if I look at some of the stuff that I've said and reflect on some of the stuff I've said and highlighted just about every goal we've conceded as being so fucking poor for different reasons. It, it's always nice to get a, a clean sheet. And I understand I read, um, I read earlier today that so our first clean sheet since the 2nd of September away from home. Yes, it's Donnie. And they had 10 men. So what do you make of the defensive performance, Nick? Uh, it's, it's hard to say, isn't it? It's... We probably weren't that good defensively because our keeper was so busy. Um, 
is, I, <clears throat> I think we said it all last season. If if your goalkeeper is always man of the match, you, you know you're not doing everything right. So you're putting us under pressure. Um, obviously, the defence was changed a bit because Dokes was. Uh, he was. He had something wrong with some part of his leg. <laughs> um, so Minton coming it right back. I, I believe we stuck with the back four. I, I didn't really see what the, the lineup was because oh. I only saw the few clips that was posted online during the game. Um, but yeah, with a slightly changed defence and uh, we, we managed to hold out. But yeah, if I mean, I do tend to agree with, with Woody. Um, to a level that the actual result itself hasn't done us any good and yes we needed a win but if you take it in isolation and and looking at you know league positions etc it is a good point in isolation but yes we we need to win um our next two home games and and that might put a different light on it and i mean we saw at the weekend that i think it is warsaw went up from i don't know what was it 16th to 8th with a yeah. victory. So, this, again, this league is so stupid. I think we're too far away to do anything like that. Um, but it does give you a bit of encouragement. And are the players now going to be fitter and ready for the next game? No, or, not till after Mansfield. Um, is he still jigging the squad <laughs> around? So, <clears throat> I, I guess. Well, mind you, they, they will definitely get a victory on Tuesday and it'll be a cracking game because uh, it's a game that I've got to miss. So it'll be brilliant. So crack on day there and you'll have a great night. Um, Gary, depending on which... Sorry, sorry five feet. I couldn't yeah. unmute in time. I was just going to say, though, on my point, I know I came across quite harsh and I probably did mean it, but I want to say, though, that we've got to be careful how much we're, how, how much we're showing we're happy with that result. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, if you're happy with it, that's fair enough. But for me, that's not going to send a message to say that, say to Clem and all of that, that if we oh, if we start showing we're happy with nil-nil draws against top of the league, he's going to think, oh, well, I don't need to worry about anything going forward. So whilst I totally agree with Nick in isolation, perfectly, you know, it could be a good result. Um, but, I, you know, this is why I would ask the fans to kind of not just look at it in isolation in some yeah, aspect yeah, and sense. say... You know, that has come off the back of, um, you know, we've only had one win in six under this, under Gunning, who yeah. we'll talk about later, I'm sure, um, with with what he's starting to come out with. But, but, but yeah. Woody, do, oh, you, yeah, do you really think that whatever comes across from the fans, that it'll make any difference of what Clem does? He doesn't, part. He doesn't, he doesn't even know your man. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't think he, I don't think it makes a huge amount of difference, but... At the same time, every little bit of difference could make a difference in in some ways. And so, so if we're like, happy this, with this again later on in the season, we play like Mansfield or something, and another couple yeah. of it. Let's couple say, things, let's but... say, let's say this is this game's seven games. And I know it's not because I'm speaking hypothetically. Let's say this game seven games down the line, and we've drawn nil nil because we're twenty seconds, and we've drawn nil nil, and Sutton have, or Forest Green have got the win that takes them above us, and we get relegated. It's you know that's. You know, that's the only time that we know that Clem's ever going to listen. But I think the more you kind of think, oh, yeah, this is really good, they're really good. They say they don't read social media. They 100% read social yeah, media. They They've got people telling them that what's on social media. 
And it could be his incompetence at the same time going, oh, actually, yeah, all my fans are happy. Yeah, I'm going to get those 7,500 people coming into the gate each week. So, yeah, I appreciate, I totally appreciate the point about in isolation, but I, I just want us to rain down a bit because if we get spanked, which I don't think we will, I think you're right, Nick, whether we, you're not there, so we'll probably win. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, if we get spanked tomorrow, then it's mixed emotions. We've, we, you know, we've drawn nil-nil with top of the league, top of the league. They're now not top of the league because of that nil-nil draw. Um, and then we go down to... Um, Tramia, who are one place above us or one place below us? I think so, just just What's above us, I think. I've, yeah, above yes, and then, and then we don't do very well against them. It it, it kind of completely imbalances it. So, but yeah, sorry, Fifey, I, I I couldn't unmute in time before you started your question. No, no, not at all, <laughs> not at all. Um, so Gary, the what I was going to ask you was, um, uh. Woody made a, a very good point. We, ever since the end of the January transfer window, we've been talking about how all of a sudden we have all these attacking options. And, and yes, we know what gunning is, you know, the excuses coming out about fitness, etc. But it is a valid point. As, as good as you can potentially view as an isolated incident, a nil-nil draw with a Stockport team at the top of the league, considering we focused our efforts at the very end of January on our attacking intent, it's not really looking that potent at the moment. No, with the goals, the, the goals aren't flying now, they like we like we expected, that's for sure. Um well there was a couple of chances, they, but they, they didn't they didn't take them. Um I think the Devoy one I think was was the best one of the, of the lot that the, the keepers made a worthy save. Um but it is a worry that the, these talents that they so say brought in to give us more of a firepower when there's actually holes in the rest of the squad anyway. I mean, the midfield we can see we're still short there. There are still gaps in the back of the in defensive. We uh, we obviously didn't play a right back on the weekend. We played a centre back there, but there are gaps, and it is a shame that this attacking threat that we with the gunning lording about and five up front and six up front and whatever else he likes to do, it, it's not giving us that boost and impetus that we, that we might have done. No, absolutely. Um, on a on a positive frame, Ben, um, I, I flashed this comment up from Pete earlier, and I I kind of agree with it, I think, because he says uh, Bycroft looked confident and unbothered by the pressure, given his defence belief. There was a gritty determination, which was a nice change. And and that is true, I would say, that the fact there was that sort of gritty determination isn't something we've necessarily seen for large parts of this season. Well, yeah, well, we came for a point at Stockport and we got one. Um, I think we just went to counter them with our rapid pace. If we shit house, we had something done to us. What other team done to another team? What happened to us so many times in the past? Um, you know, defensively, it was a hold because the goalkeeper is a part of the defence. So the defensive unit itself it was pretty solid. Um, you know, um, so yeah, we've we, we've conceded as many as we scored. So though we are slightly lacking the, to go in the forward department, we have tightened the belts and the others. And the other, on the other side, we are creating a few chances. We're just not putting many away. Stockport side, we didn't create much at all. And MK. But in other games, we have. Um, so, Sorry, ben, it's a bit, it's a bit mid. we all the important stats. Yeah, we're a bit, we're a bit mid. So, uh, which is an improvement to what it was. Um, but it's a bit unspectacular at the moment. 
but at least it's better than abject shit, which what it was. Okay, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> um, Kieran, let, let me come to you, and um, oh, and I'm only coming to you on this one because I already know what Woody would say if I asked him. Um, but we made the um, what's the right way? Of, what's the right way of framing this? We pointed out that the last sort of good midfield performance was actually lacking Khan. He wasn't available again, and it seemed to balance again, despite the fact um, we had again in the press conference today saying it's hard for the lads because they're all eights, whereas Khan's the, the natural sort of six. He said McEachran can play a six, but, but Khan's the only natural one they've got. So... I'm, I'm slightly confused because he's really throwing everything he's got behind Khan, yet we play better without him. I fuck knows what he's watching then because Khan is so overrated. Like, I wish Wrexham chucked his money to, to sell him. In the, like, when he was rumoured to be going in January, I was like, absolutely brilliant because I don't see what people see in him. He puts, he's so inconsistent and puts in the odd good performance. We have been better without him. Every time that we've had a good midfield performance, he's not been there. And I think McEachran, he's not the best there, but he's better than Khan. Um, I don't know why. I think they're trying to lump everyone behind Khan and, and sing his praises. He's amazing to try and sell him now, to try and get some money for him because he is one of, he's, he's potentially one of few assets that we could afford to sell that fans wouldn't revolt against that is, is proven that he can do okay at this level a little bit inconsistent if you're in a team like if Wrexham he could afford to go missing in a team like that because they have a better squad but he can't afford to it's, it's embarrassing to say he can't afford to go missing at Swindon because we've got such a poor squad and at Wrexham I feel it'll be less scrutiny if you're at the top for him, maybe. But I, I think the reason we're trying to throw so much behind Khan and say he's amazing in the press is to try and get people to watch him. And if there's someone in the stand so going saying, this cl the club's watching you, we want to sell you next season, you'll probably get better money there. He's like going right, like, he'll put in a good performance then. Um, but the reason, the way you, the way you try and sell a player is the press, what people will be looking at. And that's the only reason I think he could be showing shoving stuff behind Khan. He might be great in training, but he's done nothing on the pitch for for a long, long time. He even last season, we're going back. He was he was a liability last season, getting sent off. Okay, he's improved that, but he's still he he can't do. I think as a midfield player, he can't do quite some of the basic fundamental things. Um, and I think we're a better side without him. And if he if he went even for free in the summer, I wouldn't be bothered. I just wouldn't be bothered. He's he's someone that when that Rex. 350k rumor came out, which I think was just that. I think if if clubs honestly come in with that, they slap their hand off. But with this club, you never actually know because they probably would have tried to get 400k out of them and, and probably did themselves out of it. And fake, and now they're like shit. We realised he isn't actually as good. Now we're gonna have to blow smoke up his ass and making club cuts in next season and do everything to try and yeah. sell this player for for good money. Um, Woody, let me come to you next then. Um. Looking for a couple of positives, um, and again, I, I wasn't there, but I'm trying to trying to keep it balanced in terms of the the views. Um, one of the one of the refreshing things is when you don't go onto social media, regardless of the result, and see that the referee being crucified. That's always nice. Um, it means that you know he's, he's not necessarily done anything to adversely impact the game. Um, also, I'm interested to know. Going back to kind of the point I raised with Gary, of, of this combination of attackers, 
from what we've seen now, do you think you could pinpoint which combination would actually work best at this point? Well, there's no there's no doubt that if Harry McCurdy was fit, he'd be starting. You know, there's I mean, so I guess we count him out of it. Um, I would still, if he's going to play a front three, I'd go, you know, uh, Charlie Austin. I'd still put Charlie Austin in the middle of that. Um, uh, probably from what I've seen, probably Glatzel. Well, definitely what I've seen, Glatzel and maybe Albazadi on the other side, potentially, I think, would probably be the strongest front three. Um, I can't, um, I always forget his name, the young lad from Leeds, McGurk. um, McGurk. Sorry, yeah, obviously, he we know he can play in those roles as well, but there seems to be a few question marks over him at the moment, which I don't mm. understand why. But, um, then there's a lot of things I don't understand. Um, but yeah, I, I would probably say, based on what I've seen, I think Albazadi needs what Albazadi needs is a decent assist or a goal to really kind of he does seem like that. One will go in, like thing. He's, he's. I think he's that type of player. Uh, I think there's no room now for Hepburn Murphy to, apart from coming on for that last 20 minutes um, to run players ragged. And I think that's what Gunning needs to start doing. He needs to start start strong, not have a plan to change it at 60 minutes. Start strong, get them fucking tired, and then change them. You know, if that means that Austin's tired at 75 minutes instead of an hour, or Albazadi's tired at 78 minutes instead of an hour change them then don't bring on all of your pace at the last 20 minutes you know bring on someone like Hepburn Murphy yeah and like I agree I would actually agree with people like I said McGurk I've only seen him really play those central roles so I haven't really seen enough of him out on the left hand side or right hand side so um, I would put him in there but there seems to be a question mark over his over his fitness at the moment, so well, um, who isn't there a question mark? Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm I'm going on the fact that I've seen more of Albazadi, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, McGurk by far sounds like an absolute talent. So the fact that we've got them on permanent, that's someone to think about next season. I think next yeah. season he will be 100 percent in our in our starting lineup. Um. Okay, Nick. Let me come back to you again. I don't want to be seen as this being a negative point as such. Uh, we kind of, we were throwing the, these opinions out in the WhatsApp chat and, and people can land on whichever one of these they want. So Woody kind of mentioned it earlier, but Gunning's record now is, is one win in six, or you could say lost two of six, um, or you could say five without a win. Unfortunately for him, none of those particularly sound great, do they? No, they're not. <clears throat> In, you know, you, you can't hide from that. We should have had um, more victories if we wanted to do anything. And, and when he was appointed, all the talk was that, yeah, we were going to go on a run. We, we were within striking distance of the playoffs, two or three wins, and we would be up there. And, and it hasn't happened. Now, you can put all the excuses out that the you know the players aren't fit and they're playing a pre-season and we're having to manage the minutes. Well, that's down to the club on the on the players that they brought in. If if they were bringing them in to get them fit for next season, um, just tell us that you know we're we're building for next season and would it be accepted? Probably not, but at least we would know where we're going. But all the indications were that we were going to go hell for leather for playoffs. Mm -hmm. And we haven't brought in players to do that. Um, 
as everybody said, there are holes in the team. Defensively, we need a bit more cover. Uh, you know, we, we, we've improved it, but not enough. Midfield, we definitely need better in midfield because it's all right having all the forwards, but if they're not getting the service, it's going to be difficult. You know, you're relying on somebody doing that bit of magic on their own without it being worked through the team. Now, we did it at um, Jill's and, and we looked good. What was interested, and I asked a question in the WhatsApp group if anybody had watched the whole match, because I see that uh, McEachran, um in some quarters was getting a lot of stick, saying he was poor, and then in, in other, and I listened to low strangers, and they said the game sort of changed when he went off, and and we were worse off um, when he wasn't on the field, and he'd been, you know, he's been playing really well the last few games, so I, I was just interested in what the general consensus was on, on McEachern. And it seems like he's becoming what we had last season, in the start of this season, a key player for us. And and yes, we, we need somebody who can make things happen in that midfield. So uh, I, I, hopefully he's fit for Tuesday. Um, and, you know, with Khan missing, uh, yeah, I, 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 I agree with Kieran that, I, I think all the stuff around Rex and wanting him was a load of rubbish, to be honest. If, if they wanted him, they would have got him. Yeah, definitely. Um, but so to me, that was just, I don't know, talk going around, whether it's talking him up, you know, for fans think we've got better players than we have. Um, trouble with Khan is he's like a lot of players at this level. When he's good, he's very, very good. But, you know, five times out of six, he's bang average or poor. Uh, you know, say when he's when he's playing what he can do, he looks really good, and I, I, I like like him as a player. But he's not consistent enough, and we said it a time and time again. We're not straight. That's why he's playing in League Two and not at a higher league. So, um, but can you afford to have a player in your in your team that's going to give a, one good performance and a load of below par? You know, the the most you can probably hope for is is players that give sevens minimum and sometimes get an eight or a nine. Um, and maybe that, I think that's what McEachern's been doing. He's improved a lot. So, yeah, that's that's the area we we got the issues in for me. Um, again, we'll focus on some of the comments that were made both post match and pre match. But I mean, Royce asks here in the chat, uh, and I'll kind of straw poll it with with all five of you. Um, the question, I suppose, a lot of people are asking is. Has he been decent? And, you know, we, we kind of touched on it last time, I think, um, whether he might get the job next season. Uh, ben, how would you rate his time in charge this time round? Out of 10, say. You're, you're muted, Ben. I'd probably give him a five. Um, he's not really, well, he's not one of the matches. He's not brought out what... Um, what was needed to been delivered. We was, you know, we were expected to charge up the league, we expected given the players to do that. He has got more options than his predecessor did, so he's not got a bench full of academy players. Um, we've got better depth. Um I will say he has had a run of fixtures that have not been easy, and the teams around us have been the best versions of themselves by both being in form, and then the rest have been uh, teams towards the top end of the league. In saying that, though, if we want to compete with those teams, as he said he would, we need to be taking points and beating them. Um, I think performances have largely been 
okay not great but okay we've been the better team but not finished them off in quite a lot of them um but then again there has been defensive lap lapses and um yeah it's so it's it's about a five may, maybe a bit harsh five and a half um but yeah at the moment he's losing the battle for a permanent job he's losing it um, and if he wants a permanent job, we need to be, be around the top half. And at the moment, we're 18. So at the moment, it's a no from me. Okay. Nick? Yeah, I'll, 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 you've got to look at results. It, it, it's a results-based business, as is, is everybody will tell you. Um, I, yeah, I would say five and a half, probably, between five and six. Um, he's like a lot of managers, coaches, whatever you want to call them. Um, he talks a good talk. I know he gets a lot of criticism for some of his interviews he does with the press, but I think that's that's just him. I don't think it's his. Well, to me, I don't think it's as bad as it's it's made to made to sound. Okay. Um, he talks a lot about building a, a culture, you know. And it, it, I mean, we don't really know what goes on day to day. Whether the players are with him. You know whether whether they believe in what he's trying to do and whether he's getting his ideas across. Um, he's got, from what I can understand, he's only got Mildy as another coach with him, so he hasn't got enough support from the club, and that's been a problem all the way through. So yep. under the circumstances, um, he's probably doing okay, but okay isn't good enough for what we need. So yeah, five and a half, I would say. Okay, Kieran. Two, three. He's, he's done nothing to show me that I want him as a permanent manager. I think if we appointed him permanently, he'd be a worse appointment than Scott Lindsay. Um, I think he's the ultimate cheap and cheerful appointment. He's the ultimate company man. What he does in the press, couldn't give two shits about, to be fair. Like, it's results on the pitch for me. If he, he can be, if he's getting results, he can be as rude, arrogant as he wants, even if he's losing. Do, do, do whatever, I don't care. All I care about is getting results on the pitch, but I don't think he's the best option. I think he's got a lot. So I think he, he'd be a valuable coach to, to a manager, not even so more experienced. But for me, he's just... It, 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 screaming across the ownership, he's, he's the ultimate company man. Um, he's been kept on doing jobs. And it, with what he's produced on the pitch, OK, it's not going to change overnight, but he's just showing nothing for me to get a permanent job at the moment. Come back in May, he might, he might show a lot more. He's had a lot more time. Um, but as it stands at the current moment in time, I would say he, he'd be a worse appointment than Scott Lindsay would be. But fans won't be as up in arms about it because he's a former player. Scott Lindsay arguably be a better co- was a better coach, a more experienced coach, and he was seen as a cheap and cheerful appointment. Gav Gunning is a less experienced coach, but he was a former player within the football leagues at team and at teams recognised by. Swindon fans as actual teams, um, as being a sort of sides. And that's why they'd be happy. Some would be happy with it, but for me, in terms of what he's produced on the pitch so far, in his, in in both of his stints, um, you look back at last seasons as well. He didn't do. He got very lucky with some of those results, particularly the three three against Gillingham, where even me and Nick called what players he needed to bring on at half time, and he brought them on. And hey, Presto, you've got a result. So it wasn't. He hasn't had some difficult things. So for me, he's about two three out of ten. Um, Again, I don't care what he says in the media. He, he comes across sometimes the wrong way, but I think that's just his personality. Um, but again, I really don't care about that. I think people could say, argue about Paolo's 
ways in the media and yeah if we were losing there'd be there'd be an issue with it but there wasn't because he was a character and whatnot but what doing the media don't care as long as, as long as get results on the pitch but he's not getting result or performance for me out of me yet and yeah we'll see what happens but at the minute no okay gary yeah pretty much good on line, line what's already been said um i might i'll score him a, a four a four and a half at a bush i've said from the start i i, I didn't think any was the the, the the man to take over it i I didn't fall out with him taking us the end of the season as they wanted to do and let him cut his teeth. But I think if you're a competent football club, and I'm not convinced that the people behind the scenes are competent enough, they will be looking or should be looking at other managers now and, and planning for next season. I don't think they will. Um, I think getting if, if results pick up a little bit and he takes up a league a little bit and there's a little bit of a, a, a shining light, I suspect they might just give him the job because... Is he the cheap option? Is he the company man? Maybe a little bit of both. Um, but for me, I, I wouldn't have him at all. Again, I don't fall out with him being a coach or even a number two uh, next season, but I don't want him there as number one next season as, as a manager. Okay. Would he? Um, I'm just going to answer this, how Gav Gunning answers his interview questions. So listen. Um I'm going to give him a two because at the end of the day, he's only won one game. And I I kind of disagree a little bit about the media aspect. I think being in the media, answering questions to the fan base through the media of BBC Wilts is part of being a manager now. So I will rate him on that as well. Um, he comes across in the media very arrogant. But, you know, I, I, I draw back to the, the whole asking halls, the... The question Halls has asked a very valid question at the weekend. Why you put Minton at right back instead of Jayasini? We just want some honesty in that one. I'm not, and I'm not even saying this as Jayasini as a defender of him. I just people want to know, and yeah. I thought that was a very arrogant response um, to come up with. Oh, you're basically saying, oh, if you were the coach, you would pick him, would you? And it's just like, well, not being funny. You've won one game in six, so like, what, what, what right do you have? to be criticising other people. He's got no track record. He's got no track record with us in terms of playing more than five games. The moment he's been given the role for more than five games, he's starting to disappoint. Um, and like you say, you base that question around whether I give it to him next season. So no, he's won 16% of his games. So that's that's not even a two out of 10 for me. So it's, um, yeah, I just think that, and I, 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 would, I would mark him higher if I could really understand some of his decision-making. And I know he's been given the tools, as Ben rightly said, he's been given better tools than what uh, Flynn might have had. I still don't think Flynn would have done a better job, but um, he has been given better tools. And I still don't understand that. I don't think he's using them right. I don't think there's, you know, I'm just a music grassroots coach, but, you know, it's kind of, you look at, I just don't understand why. I, I think his decisions have cost us games. Um, I think his decisions have cost us wins. His decisions have cost us draws in some in some situations and um and the fact that like i say the two major things he says that we're performing really well i mean the barrier was quite low anyway let's be honest um so it wasn't hard to not perform better than what we had been performing um and also he's as anybody who rates khan as the best midfielder in the league or whatever he was saying um you know the reason our midfield has got any hope is because of dawson devoy 
that is the you know it was Jack it was not sorry Jack Payne it was uh, Kemp beforehand and now we've got Devoy who's another MK Dons player that we're going to get nice and confident ready to send him back for next season. Um, you know, Devoy is, is our best player in that centre of the park at the moment. Um, and I think Khan should be nowhere near that team. So he might get free, but with some of the things that are coming out of his mouth, I don't necessarily think it's a personality thing. I think he believes his own bullshit. Um, so that, that's what gives him a two for me. Okay. Sorry, Gav. I'm sure you're a nice guy. Well, let's start looking ahead then to well actually before i do does anyone have anything specific from saturday they want to bring up at this point before i start looking ahead to to tomorrow at all no good excellent so let's uh let's go through the um let's go through some of the the build up then to tomorrow's game which which it might not seem it but in our in the grand scheme of our season uh, it, it's obviously a big game. It might not be the biggest game in League Two history. Um, Pete saying Aguiar needs discussing, so feel free uh, to shoehorn him in any way you like, lads. Um, on the injuries ahead of the game, Gavin uh, Gunning said Maquetkun's okay. It's just an impact injury, so we'll see how he is. But everyone seems to have recovered and trained. Um, we've obviously been talking about Khan and, and the comments that the advert quoted um, say. Basically, that they had a. He doesn't want to blame players, but they didn't take the information on board in fullback areas. So he's kind of taken any blame away from Khan, I suppose, for for his relevance in in that performance, uh, and said that so they had a man advantage in there. You watch them, and they make all of those passes. So that was the most frustrating game. Um, I obviously quoted earlier what he'd said specifically about Khan. Um, Ben, let me ask you on this one. So, and again, I'm taking the quotes directly from the advert. So you've got to take into account context, delivery, etc., which I yeah. might not do it justice to. Uh, but he was asked about putting things together. And the quote that the advert have put is, um, it, it is not like the results will just click straight away, but the performances have been there. And I'm very optimistic that we will put a run together. There is a realism to where we are, where we are at, but the dynamic of the group is changing for the better. You are trying to blend two groups together, so we have had a mini pre-season with them. Now, this is about the third time that pre-season has been mentioned. In they need to put in this one. <laughs> it's base. Um, yeah, I, I, I see what he's going on about. We've had 17 players, well, 17 changes since January. We've basically had a pre-season in three weeks. Or a summer transfer window in about three weeks, of, and it's now new ideas, new team, new way of playing, new formation from day one go. Um, so I actually understand that a little bit. Uh, the majority of the players have been playing together anyway, um, it, but you know he's, he's subbing three strikers for three strikers at sixty minutes every single week. So, you know, getting a bit of fluidity and unity between them and understanding is going to take longer um, because they're not getting full games. They're not playing with each other because he's mixing it up every week. So they're not going to have much of an understanding during the game time, though they're probably building up in uh, in, in, in training. But it's just, um, yeah, on one hand, they're saying we're all going for promotion. 
In the other hand, they're saying, well, you know, it's going to be a bit time to gel before we start seeing results. It's going to happen. It's going to be sometime down the line, but, you know, it's getting there. Trust me. So it, it's, it, it, that's clearly the truth, isn't it? Rather than let's go for it, lads. Um, which is just, well, the motion will not be here next year anyway. So at this point, let's <laughs> be quite honest. Um, yeah, so it's it's much to do about nothing, really. Um, we might improve as the running goes. I hope we do. Um, we'll see what happens. But I, I see what he's getting at. But there is no concrete planning for the future because it's going to be all changed next year anyway with the majority. Not all, but the majority. Okay. Uh, Gary, I saw, uh, I believe it was you was mentioning this next quote in our WhatsApp chat earlier. So let me come to you. So it says, Gav going on set pieces. He says, sometimes it can be personal and having the will to attack the ball and being aggressive. Are you instinctive or reactive? There are all those little aspects in set plays. Uh, set plays are massive and we give the players all of the details of what we want to do. At times you want them to try something different and hopefully we will start to properly attack them. We have defended set plays really well and Mildy spends a lot of time on that. So he deserves a lot of credit. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest, the, the coaching staff isn't in an abundance, is it, at the correct club at the moment? So when you've got your, your, when you've got your goalkeeper coach taking set-piece plays and defencing, defending them, then you kind of ask, what are we what are we doing as a professional football club? Um, and, and this is where I think that Gunning should have gone to the board at the time and said, I need to help here, whether that is another number two, whether that is one or two other coaches to come in and pick up these pieces because it just looks so amateurish. Now, I'm not saying Mildy's not a half-decent coach, but you know, Mildy's been there for a long time and he's done some great things for this club. Um, I'm not calling him out at all. But to say your goalkeeper coach is taking defensive... Go on, Woody. I think he's always done that, though. I think Mildy's been, on, Mildy's been on set pieces for quite a few seasons now, especially defensive because he's, he likes his goalkeepers to control control the areas. So... Um, the only thing I would say is, I know you said Gunning should have gone to the board or whatever about the assistant. The pure, we talk about the media fact, the pure fact of the stuff he's saying in the media tells me that he was probably told, well, you can have the job to the end of the season. We're not going to, we haven't got the budget to give you a coach. And he's gone, yeah, all right then. Um, and and that is criminal by the club. We, we spoke about it a few weeks ago. It's absolutely criminal from the club that they, you know, whether I like Gunnar or not is completely irrelevant. It's absolute criminal that we've put in an amateur football coach, and that's what he is at the end of the day. He's not got any professional... He hasn't got any professional games behind him, really, um, and it's criminal by the club not to fund give him a number two. Um, you know, I know Mildy could do the job, but Mildy, you know, Mildy seems like he's just going to have everything now. <laughs> you know, it's a goalkeeping, set pieces... He's had to get a non-league goalkeeper and put him up to the standard of which he's achieving. You know, Bycroft is, in my opinion, is going to be a very good goalkeeper and I hope he's going to stay a good Swindon Town goalkeeper. Um, but it's absolute criminal by the by the football club um, in terms of not giving Gunning a number two. But at the same time, I also think he probably would have gone, yeah, all right, I'll do the job without, I don't need any coaches type thing, just to kind of boost him himself a little bit. But if he does get up the job permanently, which if his record continues like this, he better bloody not. Um, then, then yeah, they'll, they'll, 
that's that would just be that's just stitching again setting someone up to fail i think is the words i'm looking for um sorry gary yeah but it's, no that's all right yeah. i didn't know that was the case with, with millie so that's, that's my bad but i i, get, I agree with that. i still think some some support should have been enlisted in and give give it if, if you if you if he wants a good shout a shout at keeping that job then he he had to swallow his pride and go yeah i'll 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 take some assistance and i'll, I'll give it my best but I think he shot himself in the foot there. Okay. Um, Kieran, I'll come to you for the, the last one before we really talk about Tramia. Uh, so, again, quotes from the advert, gunning on, settling in, and whether or, or what the future has in terms of him getting the job. So the, the quotes read that um, anyone who has seen what I am doing and what we are putting in place that can be hard to see from the outside. At the weekend, we showed a different side from us. They probably had the better chances, but we still could score goals. Um, he went on to say, I think to do better next season, it will require a change of mindset and players to be leaders. Uh, it's a tough question for me to answer regarding his future, but I think that I have done a good job with changing the style of play and putting a structure in place. <coughs> So we could score goals, but we don't. So why don't we score goals? <laughs> he needs to look at look at that. And if he's going, we need to change the mindset of players. Why aren't you changing the mindset now? You've got if if you're treating this as a mini preseason, you treat this as a thing. Change the mindset of the players. See who you want here this season, or next season, not tell the players to step up and be leaders. Because basically, that tells to me every everything that every Swindon fan doesn't want is that if he gets the job permanently, which if it does sound like it could be heading that way but if he wants a job permanently he doesn't want half the squad here so we're going to have to rebuild again in the summer more instability um, and he's going to want players that can be leaders but Swindon won't do that because that would mean getting experienced players in probably and we only get youth team players in um, <laughs> and saying we could score goals there's no point saying we could score goals fucking score goals that's the idea of football the idea the whole idea of football is to score fucking goals if you don't score fucking goals you're never going to win a game of football so saying you could score goals is fucking do it like train them attack um maybe maybe you've got a goalkeeper and a defender as a coach it isn't going to work either and we need an attack attacking coach um <laughs> well, we've suddenly we've suddenly gone to a very defensive style and it's very clear to see why we've got a goalkeeper and a defender as a coach essentially um, I'd hope some of the academy coaches can come in and help him at least during now. I don't know what that how their season works out now that the, the, the league's done. I assume they've got some games still somewhere or another. But you'd hope during the week at least they get some academy, get the academy lads in with the first team more and get an academy coach to attack because they can fucking attack. They can score goals. Fucking just put them until the end of the season if we want to score goals. It's it's a bit crazy, but. It's, a, it's the change, change of mindset. Like change the players' mindset. You've got time now. Um, why are you going on about ne next season? We know there needs to be a change of mindset in the squad. There needs to be a lot of changes in the squad within the club. So fucking start doing it now and prove why why you should be doing it. Doing it. I just, I just, I just lost it. But I just hate that. Hate it. Oh, we could score goals after a nil-nil draw. What's the fucking point of saying we could score goals when we haven't? We've probably had the best attacking we've had all season. We're scoring the least amount of goals we have all season. For anyone who's interested in FRI stats, uh, I'd love someone to just check this one for me. But I believe in that uh, sort of two and a half minute monologue Kieran's just given us. He used the word fucking 
about 17 times. Um, I'd love someone to just go and check that for me, please. Um, you know, Craig sat there going, fucking yes, I'm on strike day tomorrow. <laughs> let's... Sorry, uh, up the train drivers. Let's very briefly go round the grounds uh, before we talk Tranmere properly then. Um, as we said in the intro, it, it ultimately was heartbreak for the academy. A uh, 4-4 draw, meaning that they they secured second place, but were unable to to win uh, their their league. Unfortunately, Plymouth uh, getting the job done in the end. What Swindon's cause wasn't helped when they went down to to ten men either. Um, but I think it's it's fair to say, and and I found it slightly odd. I understand people get emotionally wrapped up in the moment, but I found it slightly odd the amount of people that were full out criticising the academy team when you know they've achieved stuff already this year that that really wasn't expected of them and and continue to do so um and they, they've still got more to come of course uh in terms of the cup run um so commiserations to them but it was a it was a valiant effort and and it should be commended you know to, to compete on both levels let's not forget you know if you want to take a slightly humorous and sarcastic approach to it. Swindon's first team couldn't do a cup run and a league campaign. Swindon's men's team haven't been able to do a cup run or a league campaign. Never mind both. Um, so fair play to, to the academy for, for giving it a good go. Um, Swindon Town women fared much better. They got a victory this weekend. Um, so uh, huge congratulations to them. Swindon Supermarine, um, they picked up a 2-1 away victory. This weekend as well, uh, we obviously we were following Highworth live on Friday night during the live stream. Uh, Bassett, Woody, the season is officially over now. It's you, you couldn't win by the seven goals or so on average required in each of your final games. But at, at least you know what, what's the right word because I know what you're going to say because I, I saw the WhatsApp chat so I know how you're going to frame this so I'm just going to say Woody out drawing is <laughs> drawing is better than losing well they both in terms of what we needed to do I mean winning the game would have been the first thing we needed to do um, but that's yeah, exactly I what I put in the, in the chat on Sunday For, job, one, job one win job two yeah, win by seven goals I hate a draw because, yeah, obviously, if we hadn't drawn against Weymouth two weeks ago, um, we would have been on course still. Um, but, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's cemented second place. Realistically, if I look back, is it a good achievement? Yeah, probably. Because we have not We have had games that we've been off. Um, we've still got um, two, two league games left. Um, and then, obviously, the, the League Cup as well. Um but it's um yeah it is what it is um i was a bit miffed off yesterday but there's a foundation set i've had my first season in oh, well not yet it's not over yet but i've had my, had my first season in um my understanding is bassett aren't gonna sack me so it's not quite woody out yet um, but the, um, woody in. um yeah but uh so you know, I can. Woody's no, got I, a job. Got a job. I, Woody's got a job. No, 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 no. I can now start my preseason. Um, just like Gav Gunning is. Um, I can now start my preseason. Um, so yeah, it's it is it's it's a bit shit. It's a bit shit. But um, a draw and a loss would have been the same result because we needed to win. 
So, um, it's uh, but the only thing the draw did, I think, was guarantee well, it does guarantee us second place. So, yeah, but you know, we came down with Paul, Paul came down with us, Paul finished above us last season. So, I guess Paul, Paul, you know, Paul, big Paul, big Paul with the dolphin. Um, but the uh, yeah, they came down with us, finished above us, you know. Bath, I got some encouraging words from the Bath coaches. I mean, Bath were brilliant in terms of their setup. They're doing everything right. They got the men's team fully behind them. You know, they're a decent. You know, they're not a bad outfit in the men. Not a bad outfit in the in the men in the men's side of the game either. So, um, you know, fair play to them. Um, they came with a, a couple of decent coaches and um, bloody all the equipment. They might they, they needed two kit men. That's what they needed. They could they needed two kit men. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame, but it's always next year. Um, it's always next year. Woody would now year. rather have a shower than a bath, though. Yeah, fuck a bath. <laughs> <laughs> Woody pretty oh, so you can't so watch Saltburn. Oh, man. Let's not go there again. Even Jonah's um, bath next year. Let's, uh, what I did notice uh, was that uh, we finally can say something good has happened to an FRI sponsee. Uh, Brian, you oh, yeah. player of the match. Yes, Brian. Yeah. Yay. He was very, very good yesterday as well. And she was ill. She was ill as well. So the FRI curse hit her. But she pushed it aside, and 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 she was she was very good. I said I actually said because the player of the match is voted by the players, um, and then but I actually said to her, I said it's, I said to her after the game, it'll be criminal if you don't get it. I thought she was superb yesterday, um, so yeah, fair play to her. Uh, but yeah, we managed to get our logo onto uh, onto the social media for a change. Um, Absolutely, because she I saw that. He doesn't score many goals, does Bryce? <laughs> so, um, the archers have had their fair share, I think, with uh, Maddie and Libby. Well, they've got their money's season. worth. Bassett, Bassett needs to put their sponsorship money up. Next yeah, year. I did say yeah. that. I did. I, I I stitched it right up because they asked me at the beginning of the season who that they they were going to sponsor three me, and then they were going to sponsor two player two players. They said, "Oh, we, you know, we had that kind of conversation." I was just like, "Do you want the goal scorers? These are the people that are probably going to get a few this season." Yeah, yeah, and they've absolutely bagged it. They've, they've, uh, they've loved a little sponsorship. You should have kept them for us. Well, yeah, but no. we, we couldn't not do Ned's niece, could we? We couldn't not do Ned's. Couldn't not. <laughs> That's true. Fuck off, Kieran. <laughs> I knew as soon as that came out. As soon as I said that, I knew Kieran would start laughing. Um, although I'm gonna laugh, and I I, I actually apologised to the bath manager um, yesterday and this morning when I was on the phone to him because we got him again this weekend. And um, if you ever if you see the highlights, the most blatant handball that led up to our goal. Um, literally, the key like our striker's gone like that. <laughs> the corners come in. There's a big melee of people. And our, the key, the, she's just gone like that and patted it into that good right path, and she's smacked it away. But... Who's that lead striker? Oh, he's been doing it recently. That's enough. No one's seen it. Yeah, I've forgotten his name. Striker plays for Leeds. Has been clapping him with his hands recently. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably right Bob here. Marley's son. It was comical yeah. because yeah, the, ref, <laughs> the ref claimed he couldn't see it, 
but I I was just like I thought all you had to do was look over at the bench, see me go for fuck's sake, what did you do that for, Libby? And then he would, just, and then he would have, could have given the foul. But um, was that yeah, you at the they, bench or talking to the bin? <laughs> that was just after I finished talking to Craig because Craig and uh, Piper <laughs> came up to watch. The rumor has it you got more sense out the bin. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we, they, oh, that went around the WhatsApp chat uh, the team as well, and they were like, "Oh, because there's a joke about me getting players to go warm up, um, like, like, and then not bringing them on." <laughs> and then, um, so they were like, "Bin, go get warmed up," and then I put I was scouting, but turned out it was a load of rubbish. Um, so yeah, it's... <laughs> indeed. Sure. Um, there's one other thing I wanted to touch on that I saw that caught my attention earlier and then i promise we'll go on to tramia um i saw that um caroline set up a gofundme page for a sensory room uh, and i'm not sure how i how i feel about the need for that to be a to be a thing like not in terms of the sensory room i'm all for that inclusivity mm. fans getting what they need absolutely I'm more concerned that a member of staff at the club is having to set up an individual GoFundMe page to try and get something done at Swindon Town. Now, again, I don't know the legalities and the, and the detail behind it, but to, to, to a simple fan of limited intelligence like myself, the club aren't, as far as I understand, the club aren't paying rent for the county ground anymore. No, they, well, they pay. Uh, uh, to pay, to pay that, that sorry. advocate on the. They, um, they, sorry, Nick. Yeah, you go, mate. Right. No, they pay fifty percent of what the rent was, and that money is supposed to be used to for like ground improvements. Now I can't and, think like, of much more know, improvement to the ground than a sensory room to well, be exactly, inclusive fans. I, I posted that out today on Twitter and say, surely that's what that money can be used for, is those types of benefits to the club and to the fans. It, for uh, me, this is a real, uh, and and admittedly, for me, it, you know, I'm not <laughs> going to get any benefit from this, and I can see you all put your hands up, but <laughs> I can't believe, that, uh, I can't believe we're in a situation again where a professional football club <laughs> is having this absolute <laughs> fucking nonsense played out again. I, Go on, Kieran. Uh, You've been waiting longest. So I, I saw, I did see Caroline, and I'm going to play. Like I did see Caroline actually did comment. The club are putting money into it. This is just to raise further funds for it. So I don't know how much a cost of a, a, a sensory room is. And I think someone else also said um, Wrexham. Wrexham's one was provided. A load of sponsors got involved. Where I don't know if. if tried getting sponsors involved because we've not got any really. We must no. have a sensory room sponsor surely. But apparently uh, but I still I still don't think I, I, but I, like so Caroline's saying the club have put money and this is just to raise extra but at the end of the day there should not be a GoFundMe for a sensory room yeah, in Swindon agreed. Town. That should be that should be given to those that need it and even I understand that we've not got boxes like some clubs do where you can watch the game from, from a room like that but an area of the ground that they can go and access a room like has been done at a game for a Grimsby fan, I believe, by Caroline, which was really, really good because that enabled that little boy to go to the match with his dad and his granddad. 
that room, the bar 71 that's used as a media room um, or whatever it is, there's, there's places around the ground that there could be, they could go take um, kids that need that or, or adults or whoever needs that space to do that already. And then obviously once the ground gets improved, one, one of the sponsorship boxes, why that's not already going to be earmarked for it, I don't know. And if they're raising money, yeah, raising money for that is a bit of a joke, but obviously the club needs to come out if they are raising money for it, saying we're putting in X, before they put out a GoFundMe, we're putting X amount in, this is how much it needs to cost, this is how much we can raise, and we've already done the research in it, but we cannot physically raise that amount of money, um, and maybe fans go outside, but just for an employee, you have to go straight away with the, the GoFundMe of no context to it around what the club are actually doing for it is pretty disgusting from a professional football club, when a lot of clubs up and down the country, clubs that aren't as big as us, clubs that don't have as much space in their grounds and stuff, do things for their fans like that. We, we're very far behind in terms of that. And that's one thing where we lost Rob Angus, who was very, very good at that side of things because he understood it. And I think there's employees in the club that understand it. But at the top of the thing, they're not going to make any money from that room. So at the end of the day, they ain't going to do as much for it. But there, there needs to be more context around it from the club if they are going to do something like that. Uh, ben, you've had your hand up. Um, yeah, um, well, that echo what Kieran said. The club, if they are putting money in, should make it known because it's good PR as well. Places like we're putting X amount in. I also think it's a trust and sports club thing. Um, they also should be the trust of taking a, a fee, and I think that's more important than a statue at the minute. Um, so yeah, that's that's something that they also should get involved in. I believe um, I've got his name. He's just left the trust. Has tagged the trust to get involved in it but that conversation should have happened a long time ago seeing as they're working as a joint venture with the trust and the supporters club as well i think they all should be putting their hand in as well for that um and there should be no go fund me at all um because the club should put the rest in would it you had your hand up as well or was that just taking the piss well i was taking the piss but i do agree with kieran there should be no way on earth this is a ground improvement this is something that is meant to contribute towards us having the money that we've saved on rent. Um, you know, this should be going to it. There's no question why. The fact that we've had to raise money at all, whether the club are putting money in or not, it's, it's fucking disgusting. I'm not having this. We're quite happy to host a fucking fast food outlet in the bloody corner shop. Yeah. and Or we're going to have a bloody museum. We're going to have a statue. Now, I appreciate some of that's being raised by the thing, right? And Kira made a good point, and I didn't really correlate the two with Rob Angus together, really. But the the fact that we this was something that we were doing so well at the beginning of, uh, especially at Clem's Rain, you know, we we bought in the sensory packs, we did all of you know all of this really really good inclusive stuff. Granted, most of that was led by the foundation, I'll add. Um, but the um, we did all of that really good stuff, and you're telling me. This is a, not just a PR stunt, because it shouldn't be a PR stunt. This should just be in written in the sand now. But this, a, spon a, a big company who would probably part for, what, probably 20 to 25K would absolutely thrive upon this, because that would be great PR for them. I've got no issues. If they need to raise the money through sponsorship, that's fine. But my biggest issue is, is the fact that we've had to go out and raise money when this is a ground improvement. This is something that's going to improve the match day experience for many individuals, not just one or two. There's many, many people who will benefit from this. Um, and I just think we, you know, why, why is it, why is it so complicated? This is something that I feel that we should just be able to generate that cash, um, you know, and unless the cash 
really isn't there. <laughs> but it's it's yeah, that's you're you're telling me that they they decided instead of going out and going this commercial guy what was his name Watts. Um, who yeah. I thought was quite good at the forum. To yeah. be fair to him, well, James Watt. Yeah. Sorry, bro. James Watt. Yeah, he seems. You know, he seems like he knows his stuff a little bit. Not not fully. Uh, you know, having done some background work on it, but the he should be. This is what he should be doing. This is a commercial gain for the club, and this is what he should be asking sponsors he, for. He's not also for the fucking, now the disability liaison board. officer. They, oh yeah, of course he is. Yeah, for more. Well, there he is. His job. That is directly his job. Also, also, sorry, Woody. Um, do you know if you're telling me there's there's a couple of headline sponsors in this club within that are involved with the club that could would be involved in this room that are big, big, big companies that were not nationwide and Intel. Intel do quite a lot around with the foundation stuff like that. A nationwide big headline sponsor. You're telling me you haven't approached them that they wouldn't want to be involved in yeah. something like this. Exactly. Exactly. I just think, yeah, I think it's it's <coughs> it's terrible. And I feel sorry for Caroline because that woman is an absolute swindling a fucking lucky to have her yeah they um, are you know like from i'm i'm, I'm not going to speak for her but from what i hear it's not been an easy journey for her um and the club are taking advantage of somebody who genuinely loves this club absolutely loves this club and and the the minimum you could do is do something that's going to put us on that pedestal as an inclusive club um and that would put us on the pedestal yeah i know other clubs are starting to do it but we've got an opportunity here we own the ground. We're supposed to be saving on rent. We're supposed to be cash injecting. Um, and my message to the trust is here. Fucking hold the museum. Fucking hold the statue. Although I do, you know, I'm not against the statue and not against the museum. Let's get the stuff right that's going to attract the fan base. The, those pe the people that are likely to use the sensory rooms, in all due respect, aren't going to care about the museum. This is the most of the time it's the future fan base. Let's focus on getting the future fan base in before we start thinking about what we were doing 40 years ago. Uh, go on, Nick. Yeah, I, I was just looking at a, a text that Carolina put out um, just to put a bit of context on it. And she said um, she was replying to um, another poster saying, I've been exploring all possibilities and we have very good links with our sponsors, business groups, etc. At this stage, I'm just looking to raise additional funds. So whether that was just an idea or whether it's actually um, been set up, I don't know. So, um, it you know, it might be people have jumped the gun on this GoFundMe. Um, I, well, I no, no, it's, it's being that. shared all over. It, it's an actual GoFundMe okay. page you can donate to now. Mm. And and and, it's, and to be fair, Dick, you're right to bring it into context a little bit, but the GoFundMe page is for five grand. It's right. for five thousand pounds. Rich could pay Which that. Which is nothing, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Rich could just pay for that. <laughs> so. right, right, that's pocket change for Rich. No, he's got too many. It's just, it's just a night out for Wazza. Uh, go on, Gary. I completely agree with what's been said about the sensory rooms and and anything that that's it's inclusive and and to make a fan's experience better at whatever age level of that required LD whatever. Completely agree with that, and, and I think the funds should be coming from the club and, and trust and anything else. It's it's a really important thing. My question is: is where is all this money going for the ground improvements that they talk about? Because mm -hmm. as I touched on the, don't on the, on make last me quote Jason in the chat and say Gary, don't go there. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> we said this. We said this on Friday. Nothing's happening around the ground in terms of improvement. Yeah, no strangers said it, didn't they? 
I'm sure it was on Live Strangers, yeah, one of their recent podcasts. They were like, we haven't even had a lick of pain. No. I'd like to know from Jason um, why we shouldn't go there. If he wants to DM me, I'd be interested. Well, you, you know why, <laughs> because he's already done half of this. What What's he showing us here? Karate to Brendan. <laughs> yeah, but we don't put any money into that. Yes, yeah. Oh, me. Um, away from Swindon Town, just for a moment, um, for anyone who is remotely interested, but I think it's good news, especially after what we were saying at the weekend. Um, our friends over at Lower League Look have announced that um, that Hannah is back. Um, she is back. She's going to take control and stop Liam running riots. So uh, you can all get back to enjoying Lower League content again. Uh, because Hannah um, is back at the reins and back at the wheel. Um, so great news all round for the fans of lower league look and league two content in general. Uh, <laughs> asking any news, any news on the hotel? Uh, probably something else we shouldn't go into at the moment. I'll tell you what, let's talk about Tramia, Um <laughs> as we have been going an hour and a half already and I've managed to avoid it. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. Um, so, Nick, let's start with you. Uh, Gunning's comments on the game, um, again, taking the quotes from the advert, they are, very they are very disciplined in shape. Ronald Day, Atkins has done a great job in turning them into a different team. Norris will yeah. probably play, and him and Jennings are great players. Apter is a live wire. I'm looking forward to it and hopeful of getting the three points. Football yeah. is like a chess game to try and get the advantage and the space and where do they have one? Uh, yeah, what, what? You, you could take yeah. Tranmere out of that quote and put any team in it. He's going to say the same thing, isn't he? There are yes. teams, lots of good players. Uh, the manager's done well. Yeah, it's just all He's not going to say that instead unless they're playing Bradford. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just all manager speak. He should be... I don't know. He won't give anything away on team selection, although <clears throat> I think most of us will get probably at least 10 out of 11 for what the team's selection will be um, and concentrate on what we're going to do and not worry about them so much. And let's just concentrate on our strengths, what players he needs to put out and how he needs to set the team up. We're at home. <coughs> um, we're expecting three points. I'm expecting a fantastic performance. Um, while I'm sat listening to one of the, uh, the big Swindon Town supporters, Mr Ivo Graham. So at least I'll have a good night, whatever else happens. Oh, of course, it's your night watching Ivo, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, you can shout you out the door, I'll be interested. I'll, 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 I'll be ready for when he says that they're right, because it's in Oxford. Are there any Swindon supporters here? Yes! <laughs> and my oh. missus will be sinking in her seat. <laughs> um, let's, uh, let's ask Gary next. What are you expecting from the game tomorrow? Well, I said... That these next two home games, uh, Gab Gunning, if he's any any inkling of, of wanting this job, I think needs at least four points for the next two games, and I say that's a minimum of four points. I, I ideally want to see six. Um, well, that's but, what I expect well, every game, to be fair. Well, yeah, I agree. Um, but I'll, I'll certainly take four, but I, I, I want six, and I think Tranmere is possibly the easier of the two. I think Harrogate had a bit of a wobble and, and slipped a little bit, but. Tranmere being above us, um, I expect him to go out there and and at home and comfortably try and go out and win that game and and give us three points and then get us through to 
to harry on the saturday with a bit of confidence and a bit of a belief that we can actually start to go up the league a little bit <laughs> okay uh ben what's your expectations uh i expect to be on the front foot and i expect to yeah i expect to win i'll be going there with the expectations to actually give them a game and get three points I think Tramway's form has turned around greatly since Atkins taken over. They're a completely different kettle fish. They were relegation fodder before he joined, and he's he's done a, a marvellous job whilst he's there. Um, so it's not going to be easy, but it's uh, Gavin, it's, uh, Gavin, it's a mini, mini, massive game. He wants to keep the job. For the Beamish line, it's, an, uh, it's a huge game just to get us up the league. We lose tomorrow, we really do start to lose touch with the teams above us. So it's actually quite important, and I think we need to have a go at them. I think we've got players to do it, and hopefully we will take the points. Okay. Uh, Woody? Um, Tramir have got Lee Norris, as they said, and, they, and they've also got the Jordan Turnbull as well. So that's two yeah. goals. That's two goals <laughs> that Tramir are going to score. Um, the, um, um, yeah, I think I agree with Gary, really. I, I would want us to see. Sorry, I know I said Mansfield earlier. Obviously, I'm in Harrogate. Um, I think we should. We need to be looking for a minimum of four, really, out of these next two games. Although Harrogate are obviously in form, Tramier have turned them, turn it around, as Ben said. Um, but you know, Tramier Tuesday night in Swindon, um, having to travel down. I'm guessing tomorrow in the day. And also, the only other club I know that do a club lottery in professional football. Um, yeah, so... Don't interrupt you. but it is interesting that they... I wonder if, because they played Forest Green Rovers on the weekend, whether they stayed in the area or drove all the way down back up to drive all the way back down again. That's a good point, because, actually. So, they, they, you know, uh, I, I don't know. that That's not going to be... They're not going to be happy about that. Knowing, knowing Swindon, um, we probably got kicked off Beversbrook by... Uh, by Tramia, so they could train on there for the last couple of days. Um, and we've had nowhere to train. There was nothing to do with the, the wet grass. We've just <laughs> we've probably been kicked off because Tramia wanted to pay more money. Um, but the uh, yeah, I think I do think we'll win. Um, and it's going to pain me if we lose, but I do think we'll win. Okay. I think we'll be on the front foot, as Ben said. I, I think we aren't. Necessarily, the performances aren't a hundred times better as Gavin makes out to be, but they are definitely more attacking. So I'd expect us to be on the front foot. Okay, Kira. Yeah. Uh, first of all, on Ben, on your interesting point, I think this game should have been played last weekend as the rearranged. Uh, sorry, last weekend, last Tuesday night as the rearranged one, but because they played Forest Green, I think Tranmere fought for it to be this week so they could do that because it's a obviously a closer gap between Saturday, Tuesday than there is Tuesday to Saturday. So I think they've stayed down here um, for that. So that might factor into a few things. Um, we've just got to fucking go for it. Like, yeah. fucking attack the shit out of them. If we attack the shit out of them and lose 2-0, I wouldn't... Like, I'd be, all right, fair enough. At least we fucking gave it a good go. Um I think you could probably oh, fuck it. I, 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 at the minute, Swindon's anyone's guess, but we should be we should be shitting winning at home against Tranmere. Like they are yeah. so close to us. If, if you're going, if you think Saturday's a good point, then anything less than three points against <laughs> fucking shitting Tranmere, <laughs> you should um, 
like, yeah, and if, if any Swindon fan is happy with a fucking nil-nil against shit in Tramir tomorrow, <laughs> they should shit themselves off to shit in Australia, a shitty game, <laughs> a shitty wank. <laughs> no, but I think we, we, we should be winning tomorrow. Um, if we if we are improving as a side and we're improving under gunning, tomorrow will be a proof. Um, and proof is in the pudding, but I think we just need to throw all our shit at them, like go for it attacking. Um, and that's what we should, we should do because I don't think we've been that attacking under gunning. Um, and if we can score goals, let's score them. Uh, just a seven fuck mentions that time. Uh, he changed it up for shit. Um, I, I lose track of where we are. Is Khan available again for this one? No, I think he was suspended, so he's back now. I thought he's just spent two games. I thought he's just spent one game. Is it two? Is it two? He's got he's got to ten. So I don't know if it's two or one. He's not been sent off. Doesn't reset till March, does it? it, I think the first one got reset. The five got reset, and now it's ten. And he must have hit ten. I guess that's the big question, though. After a fantastic performance against Stockport, where we drew nil nil. Sorry, sorry, Woody. Just if we we learn on Friday, we have to refer to them as Stocky. Oh, Stocky. Oh, he did it again. It's now on the press. It does have a fucking purpose. Fantastic I wouldn't be interested if Hannah called it Stocky. Should we, but... um, you know, should 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 Khan be straight back in the squad? Oh, absolutely. No. He's the best defensive midfielder in the league. No. He's our only defensive even... midfielder. He's not even the best defensive midfielder in the fucking youth team, let alone in the league. By the way, no no, no win in the last five against Tramir for Swindon. No win in the last five for Swindon. <laughs> there you go, bound to win then. I swear we beat him at home recently. Apparently not. Uh, everyone is confirming Khan is still out. <laughs> oh, cool. Right, I'm feeling a bit more optimistic all of a sudden. <laughs> um, okay, let's uh, let's go round and get predictions from you all then. Um, let's start with Kieran. Five four Swindon. Five, what a game. Like what a game. Ben. Uh, I'm going 2-0 Swindon, Turnbull to give away a silly penalty. Okay. Woody. Uh, I still don't think we're going to concede more than two. I think our defence is better than that now. So I'm going to go 3-1 Swindon. Uh, let's go to the man who's looking surprisingly nervous in such a positive episode, Gary. I can't decide. Um, that oh, probably means you thinking a draw then. I was going to go 2-2, two, two, but I'll go for a 2-1 win, Swindon. Wait. I'll be positive. Nick? 1-0, Swindon. Fuck, we've all gone wins. <laughs> oh, no. Seven nil Tramiring coming. Um, do you know what? Because because tonight has been such a lively and positive episode, I'm gonna say fuck it. Four one Swindon. Let's oh. let's go. Let's, let's do go. this. Let's Bamu. go. Bamu. Uh, um, I I've I've genuinely really enjoyed tonight's episode. It's it's been good fun. It's. Uh, it, even when it's been, there's been some negative chat. It's been, uh, it's been bubbly. Go on, Woody. <laughs> Woody, it's a bit risky doing it like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Ben, Jesus, Ben, stop it. Jesus. 
Um, and uh, just one uh, away from the football, uh, respect to anyone who braved the elements and, and went down to the Oasis protest as well. I have, I've heard various on, stories about that. <laughs> yeah, and, can you see my photos of John? <laughs> yeah, I'll have seen your pictures of John. I've seen photos of John. But, you know, fair play to anyone defending the cause as well. So uh, just seeing uh, Jason there saying one, two, Tranmere. That is a very negative way to end tonight's episode. Um, however, I am going to try and do it justice by selecting the right outgoing tune, unlike on Friday. Um, congratulations again to, to you, Woody. Um, thanks all of you guys for, uh, for coming on tonight. And thank you to everyone who has joined in the chat um, if you are going to the game tomorrow, enjoy it. Be loud and proud. Let's bring home some points and we will see you We're again. Home. Yes, I know, but I'm in get home. Our own house. Bring back Our own house. house. Anyway, don't ruin my outro. <laughs> You're not coming back. You're sticking on one appearance in 2024. Uh, from everyone at FRI, we'll see you again on Friday. Good night. Take my hand, take my whole life too, but I can't fall in love with you. Proper water. <laughs> <laughs> you fucked that up again.